Yeah, we may need to make sure this one's actually plugged in. And if so, what to? All right, you're down over here. So why don't we give it a, a rough go at it? Count of three, then? One. Uh, well, no, we still, we don't. Is the guitar coming through? Can you see if the uh, is the guitar showing a signal on your? Yeah. Because I don't oh. hear it coming through the speaker. Hold on. It might be five. I'll check. I think it's five. It is indeed five. I think we only have four. Yeah, that's right. No, well, no, I, I plugged it into external five. Okay, uh, external five is is taped up over here, so I'm assuming it doesn't work. Can you do number six? Yeah. Okay, it's in six. Okay, six is up here. Hmm. Do you see a signal? I do not on six, S6. Do you want to try a seven? Wait, I heard something. That was Ruben. Oh, do you want to try seven? Yeah. No, nothing still? So the uh, other op there are no more. So the other option is to take um, the XLR from here. Uh, yeah, we could also try. Um, this mic is not working. What what is? Can you do, do it again. Which channel? Yo, it's channel. What's currently using four? I think it's this, but that's not with me. Either. So do you want to try putting it in four Wait, or two? Four, uh, four is supposed to be. I thought it was you on piano. Can, can you try muting it so I can double See, I'm, I'm turning Ruben up right now, so play something, Ruben. You're number four. Okay. So that's four. So what's three? Okay, let's solo three. Go ahead, somebody play. Uh, Charlie, play your thing. Yeah, is this three? That's three. Okay. Okay, so then what's two? Two. Let's turn two up. Two. Go ahead. Yo, check one, two, check. I think this is it, yeah. It's really low. Can you turn it two right up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's, it's up now. Yeah, crank it. Okay, Ruben, so you're two on mic, four on keys. And Hayden, you're three on drums. And then Charlie, you're one on what? Uh, microphone? Mike, yeah, but we still got to figure out guitar. Hayden's going to test something. Can you put the guitar into two? Which one's guitar? Oh. Guitar, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be in 3D. So. You need those glasses. Yeah, you may need them. Two is soloed and up, so go ahead and play. So I'm not hearing anything. Do you have it plugged into that device? Okay. Up, 
Getting anything on two? You know, I'm not getting your, I'm not hearing your guitar. Six. Six. Uh -huh. Can you mute three? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the live, and I mean live, setup of small calamities as they prepare to woo us with their original songs here live in the studio. Not at all their sound. <laughs> They have a lot of support in the green room. It's still not late to come on over here at 2781. 21st Street here at Mutiny Radio Station in the heart of the mission. We'll be getting live in just a minute. Not only that, though, we'll be calling the, the, the UK. My co-host here is Sean Perry today. He is a well-established DJ. And are you a remixer too, Sean? I am a remixer. I only have one production, though, with Leo Prepier, though. Well, welcome here. It's nice to see you again, Mr. Sean Perry. Can we have a nice round of applause for DJ Sean Perry in the house, my co-host today. We're going to be calling in the UK, folks. We're going to be talking to uh, a famous group from the 80s. They're going strong still today, Bronski Beat. They are well-known. They've had a string of uh, top 10 hits in the UK around the world and a couple big hits here in the States, uh, particularly entitled, go ahead. Small Town Boy. Small yes. Town Boy. But it only peaked at like number 37. Number 48. Okay. On the pop chart. However, it was number one in many countries. We're going to hear about the motivation behind that song uh, back in 1984 and their new 3D, 3CD compilation out now called The Age of Remix. We've been talking to one of the members, Ian Donaldson, in just a few minutes. Let's check in now with uh, Charlie Wolf and see how he's doing out there on the stage. Charlie, how are you doing? Thanks, Mike. Can we check number six and see? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do that. Well, number six is up and ready for you. You plugged into six? <laughs> anything? No? I'm not hearing anything okay. in the control. Try really? seven. Do we know that that cable's good? Yeah, no. No, wait, okay. Try seven. Uh, there really isn't a seven. It stops at S six. Okay. Um, try. 
You've got one, two, three, and four, and six. Okay, so it doesn't matter on the broadcast, though. So on Mike Rubin might be the best. All right, well, they're working out the details, folks. We're going to talk a little bit about Sean Perry because I haven't heard from you in a while. Sean, can you tell us what you've been up to? <laughs> Don't be shy. Oh, my gosh. You what are have alive. I been up to? Um, <laughs> a lot has changed. I am working only DJ-wise in San Francisco now, not traveling as much. What gigs do you have coming up? I have. I will be at 4.40 this Sunday on Mother's Day for Sunday, Scruffy Sunday, from 6 until 10. I'll be playing after Paul Goodyear. And in June, I will be DJing at Shangri-La at the end of on Gay Pride Saturday. Fabulous. So you keep it busy. I am. All right. All right. And uh, you've worked with a lot of production teams. One that always comes to my mind is Gus Presents. Yes, I have not worked for Gus in a little bit, though. You haven't, but in the past, what would be an example of one of your big parties that you've done that people would know you from? Um, Underworld was one of my most popular parties. It was an underwear party, usually on Saturday nights, and it went all night long. I'm sure it, it did. <laughs> and how long have you been a professional DJ now? I have been 50 years? getting paid to DJ for 30 years now, actually. But I've been in the game for 35. All right. Yeah. Keep it going strong. All right, let's go back to the main stage and check in with Charlie Wolf. How you doing over there? Well, still roughly the same situation, Mike. Can we try number two? Uh, I know you're going to make it work because you're a tech genius. Uh, You're giving me a lot of credit here. Let's try two, see if we get a signal. All right, two is up for you. That must be the cable then, because we just had it working when we put it in the one your mic was in. We're trying another cable. If you know, try jiggling it too. That's a technique that seems to work here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, things in San Francisco need some jiggle sometimes. <laughs> All right, well, let's warm things up while the group is getting warmed up. We're going to be talking to Ian Donaldson in the UK in just a minute. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we hear one of their biggest hits, one that was biggest here in the States, entitled Small Town Boy, 1984.
right, all right. Small town boy, Bronski Beat. I hear uh, Charlie Wolf coming through on his guitar, actually following the, the melodic structure. Charlie, how's it going over there on the main stage? Um, well, that's an excellent question. Can we check two again? <laughs> two, two, all this. All right, all let's check up. two. Lucky number two. I hear you. up to like the first chorus and then we'll stop and then Charlie are you ready to do your set because I am if you are um yeah I mean we just don't really have a level set audience can you hear the group okay yeah alright well let's have a nice round of applause please for the one and only small calamities we're gonna give this a shot then We're the Small Calamities from San Francisco, and we're going to play some songs.
Thank you. All right, that was fabulous, Charlie. What's the name of that song? That song's called Tomorrow. <laughs> and we have how many more? I think we have a couple more for the audience. So why don't you guys just do your set, and we're going to tape sure. it and record it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we got one more, and then I know you wanted to talk to us about a few things. Absolutely. So, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, give me a round of applause one more time for the Small Calamities. on that I'll tell a story for the radio um, so um, we were recording an album uh, that came out in I think January and um, I recorded it at a friend of mine's studio and I would be there in the middle of the night recording vocal takes so like one or two in the morning and I was there recording one night and a friend of mine who's a singer-songwriter out of LA named Logan Haftel uh, dropped by to say hi and we were kind of just shooting the shit at the studio. Can I say that? I already did. It's too late. Um, we were, um, you know, talking at the uh, at the studio late one night, and um, we're both big fans of like space and space travel. Him kind of for like scientific reasons, me kind of for more just misanthropic reasons. Um, and um, you know, he, uh, we were talking about how we wanted to write a song to do together, um, or multiple songs about space. And he kind of he decides he's going to write how I would write a song about space. So he goes to the piano very dramatically sits down and says, it's cold here in Westwood, and then just walks away and says, I think that's how you'd start a song about space. And then he just left. So I stayed up all night writing this, and um, it's called Rocket. Get my shit together. I'll 
try to work my shit out. I will try to move my shit. It's last rites. It's shut down. I'm gonna miss the way we put it back together. In the highways, in the small towns. Like I said, I made it back to Earth on time. Thanks. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we're at the Small Calamities from San Francisco and other places. Um, and uh, we're really excited to be here, House of Pride. Uh, it's our first time doing a radio gig. It's pretty exciting. Um, I've heard the radio before. It's pretty good. <laughs> Well, can we ask you a few questions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's start in the audience. Anybody have a, a question about the Small Calamities, their music or anything like that? Raise your hand. Nobody's raising their hand. Okay, we have one gentleman here in the back. Sir, what is your question? Just shout it out. Where does the name uh, Small Calamities come from? Uh, it's just a thing that I create a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. What, can we get an example of that? Uh, like, say, in the, in the workplace, what would be an example of a small calamity? Well, I really don't have a lot that I can share, or really any. Um, they, those would all be bad. <laughs> well, okay, I'll share over the weekend. Um, I was uh, at a went to a Cinco de Mayo party um, a friend of mine was having, and uh, I decided I was going to make some sangria, so I bought all these ingredients to make sangria. And I was slicing some lemons, and uh, I missed and I sliced my thumb instead, and I had to go to the ER um, on Cinco de Mayo night with the stupidest reason ever. I was slicing a lemon and missed. Oh. And uh, you know, originally we weren't sure. I had to ask the ER doctor, can we play a show on Wednesday? And he was like, yeah, I'll probably be fine, which is not what you really want to hear. But um, Well, yeah, no, so I mean, thank the, God that doctor blessed you with uh, using your fingers at, at the today's yeah. performance. Sean, otherwise we would have had actually no guests because Ian from Bronski Beat, it's 2 a.m. in UK. It's totally bailing on us right now. I've called him five times. It's so sad. So thank you so much for joining us today and, and going the extra mile. Glad to be here. And, Can you um, uh, introduce your calamity, band members? Sure. Calamity like that could not stop us. And it, did not stop <laughs> it us. takes a lot more than a lemon slice. Yes. Uh, it was a very good knife, though. We've got uh, Hayden Parker on the cajon which is a type of drum. And then we've got uh, Ruben Brahmanathan on the uh, keys. All right, Hayden, your turn, drums. You know, actually you guys are fucking amazing, so much better than I thought you were gonna be. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you're not the only person who said that. that. We actually used a quote very similar to that on some of our promotional material. So it's, it's, Tell, good, it's good to know that we seem like we'd be really bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, the, expect, oh, the benchmark, no. the benchmark. Uh, but what a pleasant surprise. I'm so happy to, to have such talent on the stage here at Mutiny Radio. Um, can you tell us like a, a little bit about how you guys came to be um, together as a band and uh, where you see yourself going? Sure. Um, there's this, it's, you know, you hear a lot of origin stories of bands and usually they're like involve a lot of good fortune and are just really interesting. And like I saw a class, you know, post in the newspaper just by chance one day. So our story is extremely boring. 
Um, you know, we worked together. Um, Hayden and I just started playing music one day. I think Ruben joined us once or twice for things like Eagles covers, which are not a thing you should really admit doing on the radio. Um, but, uh, you know, we uh, eventually uh, did a show. Uh, we actually were going to do a show with another friend of ours, um, and he uh, had some trip he had to do at the last minute. Um, and so Ruben agreed to step in um, at the very last minute, learn six songs, which is a lot to learn with no notice. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just been uh, playing since, trying to do more things in San Francisco. Um, we're currently working on lining some stuff up for uh, June and July. And uh, yeah, as far as where we see ourselves going, you know, we have some new material that I'd like to record. The one that we opened with is a new song we don't have a recording of. Um, and there's a couple other ones that we you know, haven't uh, done anything yet with. Um, I think we, we want to start doing more electric shows. We've been, you know, primarily live doing um, more like acoustic stripped down things like this, which are nice, but um, I also, you know, would be cool for us to be able to do like more um, types of venues where we could really like rock out with electric guitars and drum kits and stuff like that. We're really good at setting up. Yeah, we're, we're really good at setting up. Yeah, see, so what was that problem? Was it just an XLR cord that was bad? So it's a combination of problems. We had two separate bad XLR cords and one of the inputs is not wired through. So uh, we're operating on we're operating on three four inputs yeah um, so we had to cut Ruben's harmony out from the uh, broadcast mix unfortunately oh sorry Ruben it's beautiful harmonies beautiful harmonies <laughs> he'll make it up for you later don't worry <laughs> so representing now I know you are you from Ruben you're from Australia is that correct how how long have you been in the states here three years three years okay so you're you're pretty well rooted then here. All right. <laughs> and please do tell us what does rooted mean back in Australia? I'll tell you when you're older. Uh, I am older. <laughs> um, here, oh my God. Sean, use your imagination. I'm sure you can. Uh, so, um, have you always played? I'm, I'm curious. You play really well. Have you studied in school or how did you learn? Wow, the chemistry is really strong. Like you guys were to totally a band working together, uh, totally impressive. And Hayden, where are you from? Uh, uh, I was born in Lodi and moved a lot around California, so California native. Awesome. So you guys, uh, I don't want to put the pressure on you, but can you give us one more number? Uh, and we might need some help from the audience, folks. We get a nice uh, round of applause to motivate things a little bit. One more number. What do you th What do you think, guys? One more number. Yes. Problem. 
back from D.C. I am overwhelmed and we are underground Everything sinks at the same speed I had lost myself but now I've made my mind I am not giving up slowly, no It's a personal problem Ladies and gentlemen. All right, my sister is watching live in East Temple, and she wants to bring him on camera. Thank you so much, Charlie Wolf. Thank you so much for having us. And Ruben, thank you so much. And Katie, thank you so much. And audience, you give yourself a Thank you for coming all the way out here to the radio station. And Charlie, our mascot today. Just different Charlie, to be clear. So uh, they can hear us. You're coming out, you want to get in the studio and give us a uh, product that we can download and all that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you can go on the internet on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Bandcamp, and probably like other similar things, Facebook. If you look for Small Calamities on any of those platforms, um, there's music that you can get, some of it's free. No, we should though. Um, what was like? What was the thing in like 1997? Like what? No, but like for mu for music. Oh. Napster. Yeah. Well, no, we were talking about earlier, like just putting it on LimeWire. Um, you know, just yeah, like to embrace that like early 2000s music vibe. But uh, yeah, so you can find us online um, and you know, we would love uh, anything you listen to it. Uh, every time you listen to it, Spotify pays us a very small fraction of a cent. <laughs> um, and those add up, you know, those add up. Thousands of people, one day we might even be able to buy like a taco. But like in LA, no, probably not here. <laughs> yeah, so well, folks, there you have it. All the way from San Francisco, this small cal calamities. Thanks Thank once again. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. And thanks, folks, for coming out. Uh, we're going to take a short musical break. And you guys are more than welcome to stay and hang out. And, and if anyone wants to be interviewed, we have a little time left. We'll just uh, get into it. But right now, they couldn't be with us today. But we're going to shoot. Sean, we're going to shoot for next week with Ian Donaldson all the way over in the UK. I'm sure he's sleeping. It's like 2.30 there yeah, yeah, in yeah. the morning. But uh, we'll get them next time, folks. Here is their biggest hit, Small Town Boy.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand it over to DJ Sean Perry. Woof. Oh, yeah. So, let's play another song, please. Sean, tell me why you love uh, Bronski B. What does it mean to you? You know, uh, I graduated high school in 1983, and when I was very young still, the songs meant, that, I mean, there was just an emotional tie to Bronski Beat and Small Town Boy, because I was just in a small town at the time. So trying to get away from that, you know, the song just had a lot of meaning towards to me. Some of the lyrics, for example, what, what resonated with you? This is long. We're going back now. This was 1984. I, I know. We're going back. <laughs> what town were you to, growing up in? I was in Stockton, California. Oh, good God. Not, Not alone. far from Lodi. So so there you were. And then on the airways, and when we still had FM and AM, you, you're listening to Small Town Boy, and you're Absolutely. like, holy fucking shit. I actually, actually, I have the 12-inch vinyl of, the, of that song. Would you say it inspired you to be a DJ, or were you already DJing? I was inspired, absolutely, because his voice, Jimmy Somerville's voice was amazing and beautiful and... Yeah. Well, we're going to get... I want to get in the Bronski beat when we're actually talking to Ian Donaldson, who's actually one of the uh, current members one of the, new, of the band. Yeah, one of the know. newer members. Because they've gone Absolutely. through some transition over the... I mean, it's been decades. They've stayed relevant. I want to hear about that. So I know we're going to get him because he said he wanted to be on. I just think he fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little late in the UK. It's a little late. But uh, Jimmy Somerville went on to be a very successful solo artist himself. Absolutely. And he's still, I believe, still touring, isn't he? Possibly? You know, I'm going to say yes. I think I saw something on YouTube recently that looked from like 19, from 2015 or yeah, 2016. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, folks know Small Town Boy here in the States, but... Uh, Bronski Beat had a lot of hits in the UK and in France and um, in other countries. Here is a another one of their big hits entitled Hit That Perfect Beat. Oh, I love that song.
Sean, House of Pride Radio, listening to some really classic Bronxy Beat songs. That one was hit the perfect beat, boy. That was a number one in a couple countries. Oh, so we have somebody calling in. Who could that be? Hello. Yes, hi. Who's this you're live on? House of Pride Radio. Hello. <laughs> hi, Priscilla. How are you? Hi, Michael. Hey, guess what? They never showed up, the ladies from Hornblowers. For real? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to Priscilla, uh, also known as uh, True Blue. Now, she is the winner of our first um, talent contest here we had about a month ago entitled, I'm Going to Make You Love Me. <laughs> and she won. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Now, have you been busy opening up uh, uh, 7-Elevens and things such as that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael. I don't open up a 7-Eleven, a dollar store, and everything else that you can think of. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Keeping you busy. <laughs> so, um, yes. how is that song that you uh, wrote coming along, State of Confusion? It's coming along real well. I just now have, um, have a YouTube today. So if they want to hear it, they can go to Pasita Bad Girl 415 and uh-huh. like it, not like it. Re- give me some good feedback, some negative, I'll take it off. Tell us one more time where folks can go to listen to State of Confusion. Pasita, P-A-C-I-T-A, Bad Girl 415. All right, Pasita Bad Girl 415. Basit, I want to introduce you to my co-host today, DJ Sean Perry. How you doing, girl? I'm doing beautiful. And yourself? I'm fabulous. Absolutely. Hump day Wednesday. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, Bronze right. beat. For uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we should have hit that perfect beat boy, but we didn't. Basita, you missed some of the folks from where we work. We're in the house jamming it up. Uh, small Calamities, Charlie, Ruben, and Hayden. Very talented. Oh, no, I Actually, it. I really I like their sound. To, I didn't miss it. I've been listening to the whole show, and they sound real nice. I love them. Oh, my awesome. God. They were awesome. Oh, my God. We actually have one listener. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> we should have more than oh, one. Yeah, I'm listening. I support you. I support you to the fullest. I am listening. Fabulous. You are my... I, I'm, I'm so liking you. Uh, even more now, True Blue. When you When you coming back... I will be back in tomorrow. I, you know, I miss you. You're my dancing partner. I love it. You are. We are practicing karaoke. <laughs> We're going right. to go out and party. Yes. But when are you coming back here to House Pride Radio? I will be back there when next Wednesday if you have me. Yeah, come on back next Wednesday. Song. Yes, uh, folks, we're going to have uh, representing Hornblower Dinner Dance Cruises are coming in. Tell us about their new Social Sunday product. And they may very well be giving away tickets for a cruise on Hornblower Dinner Dance Cruises. Oh, nice. Nice. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, well, you still DJ at Hornblowers, don't you? No, oh. honey. All right, so we're going to let you go, Pasita. All right. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> All right. You, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. All right. So okay. I'm so, looking at the thread here on Facebook from Ian Donaldson from uh-huh. Bronxy Beat, uh, who's sound asleep now after a few cocktails, most likely. Why do I say that, Sean? <laughs> I, you know, you go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> well, according to Ian in his last thread, I might be drunk by then. You, oh, I have to say with an English accent. How does that sound? Go ahead. Oh my God! Don't put me under this. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I might be drunk by. <laughs> Do your your best. You Queen, might get me Queen's telling every English. Bronski beat. You might get to me telling everyone Bronski beat are uh, no more. That is some exclusive right there. Wow, that's serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they have been around for, gosh, 40 years. And they just released a three-CD compilation. So, I'm curious. I want to hear your remix of whatever you did for them. Oh, that's right. Let's talk Let's about the Let's do remixes. that. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. me. It is a like a swath of talented DJ remixes. Oh, I'm sure. But I really like the remixes that you've been doing lately. I've seen them. Thank you. Let's go on iTunes and see if we can actually find their CD. Perfect. I'm going to PR them. Why not? I love Why not? Bronsky Beat. And I you mean, love Bronsky Beat. I do. Well, I like the original. I haven't heard anything new since 1985. <laughs> well, the new release is called The Age of Remix. So that's a pun off their Yes, The album. Age of Consent. Yes, sir. Yours. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. What was the age? 17? 18? Age I think it's 11. I think it's 18. It's only 11 in Thailand. <laughs> oh, and you would know that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Age of Remix by Bronski Beat. And here it is, folks. It's on iTunes as well as all major distributions. And so what they have done, Sean, is they have taken all their well-known hits from the past and had uh, current DJs remix them. So you get this new vibe, this new flavor of all their beloved songs. Well, that seems to be like a real trend, like right now. like It's the age of remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we've heard, I think we that was a remix of Small Town Boy. But here is a... Um, Let's, Let's hear what yours. Is, what are your favorite songs? Let's hear yours. What did you do? I'm going to play that later. How about, do you like Why? Remember that song, Why? Oh, I do. Okay, yeah. here is the HP Vince dub. Check it out, folks.
All right, that was why. That what did you think, Sean? I like the beat. I do. It's actually very current. It's I'd probably something I would play out in the clubs now. You know, that's what I really like having you on the show because you can get like you're like a meter to what you you're a good DJ and you play like stuff that's more pop pop dance. Yeah, I and so I'm totally more mainstream. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. So no, if I mean, you like any, it, then anything, you know that you know a, anything that's actually right now things that are a throwback that are currently remixed. There's some really good stuff out out there, and I love playing it. I mean, at the last time I played at Shangri-La, I played a new remix of I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney, and I mean, they lost their minds. We need a new remix of that. Can you send me an MP3? There, yeah, I have, I have the new remix. I would play that, because I played the original um, on a, a recent DJ gig, and it, it's a great song. The way, everything about it is great, but just because it's a little dated in the way it sounds, yeah. it didn't really hit the way I thought it would. Well, the one that the new one that I have now, it has a little bit. It's a little disco-y sounding, so I kind of like. I like that. I love it. I would love to hear it. Um, hey, we do have a special treat uh, from the, what would have been a great Bronski beat interview. Uh, we have one of the remixes who actually sent us a little soundbite about the project that he was on. He was one of the remixes on the Age of Remix. His name is uh, NJ Strange. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is a new friend on Facebook for me. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, let's hear what he has to say, shall we? Hi, I'm NJ Strange. And this is my remix of the classic Small Town Boy. Ian from Bronski Beat contacted me after playing some of my tracks on his radio show. He'd asked me would I like to remix Small Town Boy. I felt very honoured to remix such an iconic club hit. And as there were many other established producers involved, I thought I would have to do something pretty special. So the pressure was really high. My remix has been described as something like Van Helden's remix of Professional Widow and Moose T's remix of Camel Fat's Cola. I'm really very happy with that, so I think I've done okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think so too. Well, here it goes. Uh, DJ NJ Stream. <laughs>
John, what do you think? It's cool. It's disco-y. I like it. I like the the beat of it. It's different. Has a good beat. It does. It does. Absolutely. Well, let's round it out now. I'm sure we'll get Ian Donison on next week. We might have to just do it 6 o'clock straight up, not 6.15. Maybe that's yeah. going off a little bit. I don't Sadly, know. I'll be working at my regular job next Wednesday. But you can give me questions to ask him. Okay. Uh, so we'll leave you with Junk. Junk was a nice song from Bronski Beat. Oh, I don't know if I know this song. Well, this is the Tweak a Turner remix. So awesome. Let's check it out. Alright, Junk by Bronski Beat, Tweak a Turner Remix. Folks, once again, go to any major distribution site. We were just on iTunes, checking out their three, C- three CD compilation called The Age of... Remix. <laughs> yes. Boy, I paid attention on that one. I must say, yes, at, like they influenced you back in the day, 1984. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that everything from the was 80s like, was, was like, like a kind of like... A path through the forest. Like, come this I way, mean, boys. Yeah, coming out in the in the 80s, you know. Can we talk seriously just... for a second? Yeah. It's <laughs> scary when you It young. was. Like, it I, was. First of all, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, honestly, with me. But this song resonated. First of all, it's in. I think it's in the key of F. Melodic structure of that song is haunting, right? Yeah. Moody. I mean, his, his voice was beautiful. And it just... I felt like it told the story of my life 
at that moment. It, and it just the it just, so I mean, I yes. felt like you know, it's living, a living in Stockton. Living in with. Stockton, I was a small town boy, yeah. and the only thing I wanted to do was escape and get away. And this song just you it, it the power told me of, my story of media yeah like music right it was able to transport yourself listening to that song i wanted to run away like he would always say run away run away far away and that's what i wanted to do back in the and 80s a- after that song came out how long did it take you before you actually could get out of stockton you know what actually <laughs> after from stockton i actually moved to las vegas and it didn't take me that long. I want to say, like maybe eighty-eight or eighty-nine, maybe sooner. I forget because I'm getting old. <laughs> See now, um, but yeah. So that was the catalyst. The way um, Tales from the City was the catalyst for me to move here, for example. Yeah, it, I'm just the power of art, medium like music, film. It, yeah, you know well, this clearly, is why it's so I, I'm just so the, important. It moves the power people. of music for me is everything. And of it's, course, Jimmy Somerville's voice. Oh God, it was amazing. Not, so we can get maybe something. Before why don't we have a, just oh, a right, sample okay, of his yeah, voice yeah, on, on this I'm track, Small Town Boy?
fitting that Adele's from UK. Yes. Paying homage to Bronsky Beat. God, I wonder if they're, they're from the same small town. I mean, seriously, wait, are they both from the same town? I'm going to say yes because it oh, sounds God, romantic. right? But example of how that song has resonated throughout the decades. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. I mean, it's classic and it's beautiful and why not? And his the voice, beautiful Jimmy Somerville, yeah. the arrangement, just it, the way the voice and the arrangement works together to really punch that powerful emotional he message. He was just such a, you know, a natural. It was yeah. a gift. It was truly a gift. Oh, and for and, all of us. And they were openly gay from the from the get go. From oh the start, yeah, which back in that day was really risky. It was. Well, I mean, how, how many other all gay bands from that area can you think of? I think of like Dead or Alive or Sylvester. I think of but Culture Club. Yeah, so the 80s was sort of like the opening, you know, people were like, fuck it, let's just be ourselves. Yeah. You know? But it in was, the, also, I think but it was, it was cooler also, in, the, in the UK than it would be doing it. Probably, States, yeah, because you know? the UK probably was they not, the as, line a lot not more, as for dangerous as, you know, the United States was. They were like, yeah, they like they were cool with it. Like yeah. the Vine did quite well over in in the UK. Of course. And uh so all right, yes, they we left the UK, you know, hundreds of years ago, but you got to love them for some things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the music is definitely Their one of them. Their music is amazing. Yes. Well, we're going to close it on that. I can't get any better than talking about Bronski beat. Let's go out with Small Town Boy from Okay. And wait, just one quick yes. I will be at 440 this Sunday yes push, please push please it, it. please come out for a Sunday scruffy Sunday I'm working from 6pm to 10pm it's a whole dollar to get in and you're <laughs> to hear some groovy music and probably maybe some Bronski beat probably alright I'm, I'm gonna go home and look for it now DJ Sean Perry at 440 folks if you're looking for something to do this Sunday here in San Francisco come on out to the Castro to 440 it is a, a world renowned bar right there on Castro Street almost at 18th yeah uh, and walk you right should, in you should stop by and come you can actually by. come up to you and say hello you, don't you can you can touch me and everything yes get your autograph <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that popular but thank you so much Tweeka <laughs> alright folks Sean Perry at 440 this Sunday I'm your host Tweeka Turner House of Pride Radio sorry we didn't speak to Ian Donaldson he wants to be on the show I just think he fell asleep because it was 2 2, 2 o'clock in the morning yeah and he said he was been drinking so you know late I know drinking. my ass would be passed out drunk in bed at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning but we love you Ian and we're going to get you on the show hopefully next week or soon hopefully all yes. right. Small Town Boy, one of our favorites, Bronski Beat. This is a remix, Sean.
so hung up overthinking shit. You know what I mean? And people don't realize. I mean, I lost my virginity to Betty White. And all these people complaining about who molested them and all this shit. Did, did you hear my name out there talking about Betty White? You know what I'm saying? She used to take me to Applebee's and everything. You know what I'm saying? I had my first Applebee's meal with Betty White. Do you hear me out there complaining, putting her name out there like that? Hell no. And then when, she, when I grew up, when I grew up, when I grew up and realized what Betty White did for me, I called her up and I said, you know what? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. That's a good one. That's you stupid. <laughs> That shit was hella corny, but I had to do Thank it, though. Thank you for being a, a friend. friend. Boom, 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 Travel down the road and back again. Boom, 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 boom. Your heart is true. You're, you're a foul and a confidant. Thank you for being a friend. That's it. And if I threw a party, dun, dun, invited dun. everyone I knew. I don't know all the lyrics. You would see. The biggest gift would be from me And the card attached would say Thank you for being a friend Oh my god, we're not even late yet you, you I can't even watch funny. Golden Girls the same like everybody else Today 
wasting my time. I got a seventy-three dollar ticket for this shit. Exactly. When I started, you had to earn your way in, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm still new in the game. But you got to earn your way in. First of all, you got to hope somebody puts you on to get your first three to five minutes. Yes. And if you kill, yes. then you get invited back, and then you get invited back to another show, and then after that, then you start expanding. Yep. Yep. But these cats be coming up here on open mics, and all of a sudden they're a comedian. Right. Uh-huh. I hate that shit. Nah, yeah. nah. I think I think that's the reason why I like Ivy so much is because I think we've connected on a level that's not money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I seen way too many females that females and males that are not that fucking good, quite frankly. Seriously. That want the first question is how much does this pay? Yeah. And you're like, not a goddamn thing, bitch. Exactly. I am giving you time. Can you or can you not make it? Because the show may or may not make money, but what I'm doing is advertising and giving people life. And I'm advertising myself so I can eventually come into a movie just like you want to advertise yourself so you can eventually come into a movie. Like all these little shows we go to, Ivy, she she knows. Okay. Okay, so now let's get to Ivy. Okay, so Ivy, you are in school. uh, You you work full time. Yep, and you're a mother. Yes, and you go to so many comedy shows. Yeah, I do. Like for yourself and supporting other people. And on the drop of the dime, if you say Ivy, I need help with my eyebrows. Will you meet me at Sephora? You go, yay! I'll be there in 20 minutes. You sound like one of my wives, dude. She's fucking amazing. So (laughs) you're too kind, dude. You're way too fucking kind. Seriously, no. Like you're you're OG, and that's exactly what why you're taking the steps up and that's that's real talk you know like i've had a lot of humbling things happen over the years like uh I don't think a lot of people know this. Uh, I think I've said this maybe on my Facebook once or twice, but uh, the first time I picked up a mic was actually 2006. So this is like years ago before I even knew about bacon, obviously before Facebook was a thing. And really the way that I got started was uh, I started out in theater. I was a theater kid Mm -hmm. and a guy that was a a comedian who was actually in that theater community, he ran a workshop. And so from there, a bunch of us that took that workshop then were released out into the wild to become like stand-up comics. Mm. You know, some of us were more successful than others. Uh-huh. I got pregnant after like six months. So, yeah, I was just like, uh, okay, was that, well. Was that lumberjack dude? <laughs> no, not a lumberjack dude. She's wearing a lumberjack shirt. You notice that? Right? Like, no, she I'm looks like the brawny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. And you know, he is like he ordered a mail order bride right there. He's like, you wear what I wear, bitch, right exactly. now. Like, hell oh, yeah. I'm putting, I'm putting out into the world what I want to receive. Hey, that's and right. I'm putting, I'm putting out. Absolutely. I'm serving I'm serving fucking lumberjack steez because yeah. I'd like lumberjacks to serve their steez into me. Um and so where was I calling? Aisha motivation. Hey, you know, for real, for real. See, it's contagious. It is. You gotta you gotta motivate people around you. You know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes people are motivated in different kind of ways. Uh and with being motivated in different kind of ways, sometimes you're nice, sometimes you're mean, sometimes you're you just motivate. So although like I motivate like and put out energy to you guys in different ways, other people hear my motivation in different ways. Like, for example, when I say, hey, you know, if you hear ever hear me say something negative, it's not technically that I'm trying to say negative things. I'm trying to get over negative things and be on that Wusa level completely. Like I see myself meditating on the beach, working out on the beach, like just like having an amazing, amazing, just like journey into the world but sometimes you meet cats that do the same set over and over and over and never 
embellish, never develop, never change. Uh-huh. And you eventually find the same crowd and the same crowd is not laughing technically at you. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they're laughing like with each other because they're Snapchatting it word for word and they're mm-hmm. enjoying each other's laughter. And you're not funny, but you're not seeing it out there. So at times I had said things, you know, to some guys that actually they would make me go last because the crowd would leave when I left. So they would get pissed off that I would get there three hours later, go on right away when the comedy started and then the crowd would leave. So they would automatically get pissed off at that. So then they were like, okay, fine. We'll make Aisha go last. So they would make me go last and the crowd would be like 30, 40, you know, these are local teens and stuff that are like waiting for me, mm-hmm. waiting for my fucking honesty, mm-hmm. what it really is. They need that. And exactly. I would get up there and I would motivate. I'd be like, you guys, whatever you guys want to do, you know, like you could totally do it you over there you got a great voice i need you to bring that shit out a little bit more how you sound in the shower in the car i need you to bring that out to us next time mm-hmm. you know and i'd go up there and give them a minute of motivation and then uh and then like start into my story or whatever the case was or i would do that at the end usually mm-hmm. either way these guys would get up this like group of five or six comedians would get up and they would leave as soon as i got on the mic mm-hmm. and i'd be like oh you're welcome for me going last for these motherfuckers to stay for me and they'd be like yeah yeah we stayed for you and and then and then i'd be like that's okay i want you guys to know that you guys this set sucks nobody's laughing at you come back with a better set next week maybe we'll really laugh at something and i would really like tear them up and like i would fucking i would tear them up as they're walking out and i'd be like what you say motherfucker i'd just be like talking shit Mm -hmm. and and my world i would literally go right back to talking to these guys and i'd be like hey guys you already know i'm trying to motivate them exactly (laughs) you know they you know they do the stupidest shit and they need to come up with better shit and you know they have a star within them but they just need to come up with some new shit and we're comedians and we should be able to find things and and everything that we're funny and i'd go back on in the motivation and how you can inspire and different kind of ways and everything and all these guys steady hate me forever 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 but when they get up on the mic they do different things exactly because the thing is it's like only an insecure motherfucker can hear some criticism and go get butthurt like that yeah. right you know what exactly I mean? it's like if you're secure within yourself you can always t- you're open to criticism you want to get feedback from whoever especially one of your peers you know what i mean or somebody that's been in the game longer than you yeah you know i'm open to learning from anybody anything in life you know if it's somebody is 10 years younger than me you know what i mean somebody like 40 years old 45 years old you know what i mean i can learn something from them just like i learned something from betty white when i was you know Shut 17 stupid. you know what i'm saying <laughs> Nigga, we mean, want to get to know you not your lies you know get, what i mean get it's that good. shit yeah, Come shout out to my wife, Kelly. Hey, hey what's up, Kelly. girl? I hear you out there. Kelly Rowland. <laughs> hey, is that what we talking about? She's like, oh, lover. She's nah. hot. She's hot, though. She's hot. <laughs> I, I mean, I think people people get motivated by different... I think one of the things that people... Uh, something I've noticed in between when I first started comedy like 10 years ago and then when I came back, like a couple, maybe like a year or two ago, like I literally... I didn't come back until my kid was... He's going to be 10. So yeah, like seven or eight. I didn't come back. Like I literally was like... I 
have no time to do this mm-hmm. and I wouldn't I, I want I, like, I don't want to come back until I can go into it the way that I that I would have done it at 26 like I would have gone hard so I mean you see me now going hard right yeah. but like something that I noticed that's you know maybe it was happening back then and maybe I just didn't notice it because I've never really tried to put myself out in that mix is that I think people get so caught up in appearing to do well and what they think they look like to other people rather than what they should be focusing on, which is basically stay low and build. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I think, you know, like I know that there were a lot of people around me back then that, you know, they, they want, I mean, understandably they want to put themselves out there. They want to make a name for themselves, but it's crazy because you had people that were in the comedy game, like, all of two months and all of a sudden like I gotta create a fan page for myself like what really like like you've gone to like 10 open mics like how are you gonna call yourself a real comedian like I did not feel I'll tell you guys this right now like I did not feel comfortable referring to myself as a comedian for years because I'm like no a comedian that's Margaret Cho that's Dave Chappelle that's Chris Rock you know what I mean that's 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 real shit it's only been in maybe the last couple years where I felt comfortable when people would introduce me as that's Ivy that's the comedian like Uh I guess I am (laughs) like you know what I mean I I stopped I stopped being like weird about it I'm just like you know what this is what I this is one of the things I want to do with my life so you embrace it bring it bring it Uh, but when when we say go hard guys I don't know how any of you guys, if you guys really know at home, because like I said, there's 6,500 of the comedians, but not everybody listening is a comedian. So when we say go hard, we mean it's fucking expensive. It's rough. It's rough. It's expensive. Like it's, it's like we're trying to achieve our dream of becoming a comedian and with becoming a comedian is a branch of things yes. which is the actress in movies you know mm-hmm. um newscasters radio shows there's you know oh, voice, sex therapists sex therapists voiceovers like there's a million branch out things that we want to become from this comedian and there's a lot of people that we hit mics with that were like you're not doing this for those reasons. You don't see the Oracle arena full of people. You don't see that. You don't have that passion in you. Why are you wasting everybody's time? You're up here fooling around, wasting this eight minutes. I could be home with my kid eight minutes sooner, which I don't have a kid. That's what Ivy or anybody with kids would say. (laughs) You know, so some of these cats are a waste of fucking time. And when it comes down to that, it's not only that they're a waste of time for like us as comedians to listen, but as the regular people you guys are going out to see these shows and you see this jacked up ass bullshit cat that doesn't have the visions that we have mm-hmm. where we want all these branched out things from this they don't have that particular vision they're just doing this to have fun or just to whatever they're just doing it to jack around or because everybody else is fucking doing it yeah. all of a sudden you meet somebody you've been doing it for years and they're like I've been thinking about doing comedy for years I uh, fucking hate you oh know and it's like that's oh, great oh you're a comedian I'm funny too Let me tell you something And then they come With some bullshit It's so stupid Or you're a comedian Tell me a joke right now Be yeah. funny Say something funny Say something funny It's so fucking stupid You know what I always think of oh, Whenever somebody yeah. comes at me With that I always think back To that uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode Where he tries Where he tries to like Step up to um, What's his friend mm-hmm. D.L. Hewley Like he tries to go up At the club And he ends up making A fucking fool of himself Exactly And it's just like That's I mean 
I, I'm, I clearly grew up in the 90s, but like that's the one I'm thing serious. that goes to my mind every time. Right? I'm, I, I, I fucked this lady up one time. Um, I was promoting my show, uh-huh. and I was over at this one club. I won't say the club's name because they're regulars over there. But I was like um, inviting them to the show. It's like, uh-huh. hey, you know. And one of the ladies was like, um, um, you're, you're a comedian? You got to say something funny before I come to your show. I say, for real, what do you do for a living? She said, I'm a real estate broker. I say, for real, why don't you close a deal right now? <laughs> Sell a house for me right now. <laughs> and then her friend looked at it and said, oh, he got you, girl. I was like, I was like hold on. You know, that's, that's not how it works. I don't just bust out telling uh-uh. you jokes for free. You come check out my show. Uh-uh, yep, you know? yep, yep. And I end up making her laugh later on anyway because I was just in a laughing mood. But it don't work like that. I'm it don't work like that. I don't just bust out spot tap dancing for you. Right? Oh, funny girl, funny fuck. boy, make me laugh. Like, exactly. that's not how it works. Like, bitch, you can't close a house right now, bitch. <laughs> right? For me right now. You can't give me a loan. Right? You a loan broker. Why don't you close me a loan right now? Right, you can't do it. I can't tell you a joke right now. Right, man. here's the thing about comedians. Like, uh, I, th- you know, I think I can't speak for everybody, but I know that as far as who I am on stage versus who I am off stage, I feel completely like different. completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some people, some people that meet me, you know, expect me to be like super outgoing, talking about like intense and yeah, all day, really just intense, like, in my mouth, just, just ah, I want to bite it. Like I, you know, like. <laughs> Like they asked me, like they asked me, to, ah. me to sign their titty, and instead, like I put like fucking teeth marks, teeth marks in it, like. <laughs> but no, you I'll know, I sign a titty. I, I mean, I am that way around I'm certain people. For that day. But it's just like with people I don't know. Like I'm super, I'm super like, Nipples. I'm super like introverted. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like just chill. And it's weird that people. <laughs> I try. <laughs> and it's weird that people don't make that distinction between the person they see on stage and like I don't like not that you know I don't I don't know if I'll ever achieve this level of fame but I can sort of see why people don't like meet and greets mm. I can see why it's exhausting to them because they have to always be on and it's so exhausting to fucking be on if that's not how the fuck you actually act right exactly. right yeah exactly. no that's true that's I, why they do cocaine in Hollywood hey, oh my god yeah they do right mm-hmm. yeah they start that's cocaine crazy. off of nipples and booties and booty shit. holes and you know what I'm saying that's how the girls take it in the ass make it easier exactly that's all they want is the gay sex in Hollywood but they want to pretend like they're not gay so fuck a woman in the Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's mm-hmm. all my ex was. Mm-hmm. Fucking sucks. Exactly. Every time I turn around and touching my booty hole, nigga, what you touching my butt for? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not a nigga too. That's just my word. I like to say nigga, but he is a white boy. Okay, most white boys will generally touch your booty. Hey, that's a white niggas too, man. For real. This, they, he was a nigga, mm-hmm. and you know, actually, he said that uh, the er word a couple of times. Oh, oh, he got slapped. Uh oh, he got slapped. I'm <laughs> my just, eyes go hella wide. Just <laughs> by how your eyes wide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Around. <laughs> I was like, what is it? With a hard R? Hell with no. a hard R. Ugh. Like, Ooh. you're acting like a, uh, you're like, your heart drops, you don't know what to do. Like That's because is... he wanted that hard dick. That's Dude, why. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But no, he said it to me. Mm-hmm. To me. So Ooh. that's why he got to slap. Ooh. And that's why, you know, some of my sets, I'd be like, I'm not afraid of domestic violence. Like mm-hmm. I was going to say, you stabbed him, right? I'm not a cop collar. Ain't nobody getting no domestic violence over here. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling a body slap. Slam your ass, you. What you want to wrestle, nigga? You want to wrestle? Exactly. Call me what you want. Call me. You will call me Porch Monkey. I'm getting to get you right now. About to get dipped on your neck, right? Man, fucking, fuck a gun, dude. I think dude. people should learn how to fucking just That'd fist be great, fight. Right? Thank you, thank you. That's we what I've always said. I mean, it's fight. not like it's not like I, it's not like I've never shot a gun before in my life. Like I used to go. Like I had a I have a girlfriend who's um she's from LA. Her dad is a her dad used to he's retired now, but he used to 
work. He used to work in corrections. Mm-hmm. And so what we would do on the weekends when we would visit her sometimes uh, is he would take us shooting. Mm-hmm. So I've grown up around guns. Uh, I grew up not with a house that had guns, but like my uncles, they all had guns and things like that. I mean, my dad's like the square of his family, so ain't no guns there, but he had a lot of hammers and shit. Mm-hmm. So which I realized were also makeshift weapons. And yeah. so we knew where the guns were. We knew not to fuck with them. And it's crazy that you see like all this gun shit happening now, like assault rifles and shit. Like that. I'm just like, whatever happened to people just like getting up the padlocks and the fucking Vaseline and just scrapping in the street. Yeah, we need to bring, to we need to bring that back. Yeah. Because yeah. I, what know, happened to chicks fighting in the street and, and a windmill and the titties falling out? What happened to that World shit? World star. No. Windmill. <laughs> I want to see some windmill with titties flopping oh, out. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Dog. That's what I want to see. And the dudes, I mean, you so right, Ivy. I mean, I mean, because back in the day, if you couldn't fight, you couldn't even hang out with nobody. Nah, you can't. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? Nah, you if have, you couldn't you fight, you would get your ass whooped every day until you learn how to fight, yeah. and then everybody respects you. Now everybody your friend. Yes. Yep. Back in my day, we are called the garden block. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's really silly, but what we would do is we everybody would you would either do it at one person's house or everybody would collectively do it. Now if you're just doing it like at my house, for example, me and my brothers would go get all of our blankets out of the rooms, and we would move all of the furniture out of the front room and set up all the blankets everywhere and it'd be like and he called us the fat crew don't ask me why mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously we're fat right no but it's fun right so mm-hmm. they would I mean they get a kick out of it too because they like to pick us up so they would me Sasha Sarah Sheree Janae we'd have like four or five Laquita, bitches up in there all, y'all. all them bitches would be we'd be <laughs> up in there and then they'd ha- he'd have like Ray Bubba Carlos James Burns like Ricky like whoever would be in there and all of a sudden we'd be like you know corner to corner and then we start fighting yeah. and we would like really be wrestling cause you know that's when WWE yeah. was like yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah. right yeah. fucking yeah. suck it Huck like Hogan. do you know what The Rock is cooking like The Park Rock Fem- is the shit yep, yep. Anybody, real shit. I am so in love with The Rock I don't care that's how, my I don't dude. care how that's big my, his dick is that's my dude. he ain't even gotta use it ever I just wanna live coexisting with, with him and just yeah. rub his body with you oils know you He's want him nice. to put some coconut oil on it and slap it on your face coconut oil all over his body i'll give him bass and rose petals <laughs> he seems nice like love his feet he seems amazing he seems dude. like a cool guy i mean what yeah. else do you expect though from somebody that was born him. in hayward hey. he's from hayward oh is he yeah, yeah that's yeah. why he's fucking bomb yeah. okay he's right from the bay for sure yeah, yeah he's a cool Wikipedia ass dude just to make sure but I, he, Wikipedia, I'm sure right? I haven't met him in person but um i know somebody who did and they say he was a super cool dude he that seems like it you know like super uh, secure. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Hey, don't do it. Don't do it. No, ignore it completely. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, just completely. Because honestly, with all due respect, did you see what time it is? It's fucking nine. It's like fucking 40 and 50 minutes until we're done talking. Nah, here. we could kick what? it. So like, I don't want nobody walking around behind me and shit. They'll never hear this because they probably never listen to my show. So with all due respect, I know your show is next, but I don't want you. And for all you guys that are at home that don't realize that somebody is knocking at the door trying to get in and I locked that motherfucker. Exactly. That's what real niggas do. They Fuck lock the door. Or behind them because last week I forgot we had some stranger dangers just walking in and out of this motherfucker mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody who was supposed to show up in like 40 minutes showed up real early and kind of like killed the vibe so if y'all heard the show last week at some certain point in time around like 9 10 or so oh Hayward yep mm-hmm. Hayward California Hayward, what's up yeah. Dwayne <laughs> Dwayne DeRock Johnson me and Ivy and Boone are trying to be up in your next movie yeah, for sure. it's gonna be off the chain can't you guys see it can't you guys like I could see it I could see it like I, I can't I wait it. to be up there. Love. And with Hollywood falling apart, I hope Dwayne K 
Kevin, all you motherfuckers that's really in the spotlight, I hope you guys ain't had nothing to do with that. I hope y'all ain't gonna go down like that. But if you do, I'm ready to take your place. Dwayne, come to the bay and snatch up Aisha, Ivy, uh. and Boone and put us on. Cause Boone, he's a he's very flexible and uh, got a huge range. I could, I'm a black Latino oh Arab, uh, heterosexual. Uh, he can sing. Uh, singer. Uh, oh my God! What was that? And, and I can speak what? Chinese. Can you really speak Chinese? Yeah, I'm fluent in English, Spanish, and Chinese. Because you were lying Spanish to us like a motherfucker Chinese. earlier, so I want you to... Mandarin. Tell me some Mandarin. Tell me how much you want this pussy. Ni hao ma shang bang chang. You fucking lie. Bang ching chow. Ni hao is uh, Cantonese. Ni hao ma. Mandarin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. Ni hao is Cantonese, but ni hao ma is, is Mandarin. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Rock, if you're listening, dude. See, you see that? And then I even know a little bit of Arabic, Kev Halak. Shukran. Kev Halak Meshlak. That's, you know, that means, um, how are you? Please give me a record deal. I be deal. looking at this nigga just in amazement right now. I'm just you know in saying? awe with him right now. I'm and loving I, it. And I'm, and I'm fluent He's, in Spanish also. I'm a Spanish hola, teacher. Hola, como estas? Como estas? Is this tomorrow, Thursday? No, hola, mami. Okay, yes, I'll be at that one the 28th, but on the uh, tomorrow I have a show in Fresno. In Fresno? Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow I'm okay. in Santa Cruz. We'll, t- we'll, we'll show Yeah, we'll yeah. Like um, which, by the way, I have a show in Fresno tomorrow. Anybody want tickets, you can hit me up on my Facebook, which mm-hmm. spell my name, I-E-S-H-A-B-I-R-D-S-O-N-G, exactly how it sounds, Aisha Birdsong. You got to get out and see Aisha if you ain't seen her. Thank you. This motherfucker's been blowing my inbox up since she came on my show last month on November the 30th she told that stage up she Thank was you. the star of the show yes. she basically pulled her pants down and peed all over the stage it was a golden shower hour when she was up there she <laughs> told that shit up <laughs> it's people you. like when you bringing her back I had some regulars actually hit me up on tickets and they were like yeah we trying to see who gonna come is Aisha gonna be there <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know what you all but you what you always can do is be like you know what Aisha is busy what we're gonna do is we gonna surprise guests or so y'all gonna have to keep getting tickets and then you never know when she gonna pop up on there and surprise y'all cause you know I be looking like a homeless ass nigga up in there like all incognito and shit I was incognito and nobody nobody knew who the fuck I was and I'm over there eating and shit just chilling drinking and shit they was talking shit with I'm like what are you just talking shit with them and then next thing you know you call my name they're like what bitch why you going going up I'm like yeah that's my cousin he said Uh, he was checking you out before you went on he's like who is this and then you went up there and he said man her outfit Everything went with her style, and she got on stage. Everything was just like he was just amazed by you. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Because he's one dope. of those analytical thinkers, so he mm-hmm. analyzes everything. Like you buy him. Oh, a you coat. talking about that fine ass motherfucker that was one? on me afterwards? Yeah, he was looking tall. like Morris Chetnas and fucking Tay Diggs oh, that's mixed my together. Other oh, that's, that's so my hot! Oh my god! Oh, yeah, that's my real cousin. Real. Yeah. And Which just one? so you guys do know, we'll see him. We we do get offered and thrown so much. Real, for real. Like this shit is real. For real, we be black. Like I didn't realize bitches were hell of like into it. Like I guess I really do look like a lesbian ass bitch. And I say, hey, I'm bisexual. I'm down with that shit. So I'll be like, and I would like to watch you two fuck tonight. Like I said it last night at at Ten's event. There was some girls talking. I was like, excuse me. I know you got a big fat ass and shit, but I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> you know. You know, like, I was just like, I was like, could you save that shit for Facebook Messenger? Matter of fact, y'all bitches live together. They were like, yes, we do. I said, motherfucker, what the 
fuck you doing talking right now? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, am I supposed to be like intimidated because y'all some black girls sitting there? Um, you know how I be getting into yeah, the race yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hella funny. Like, so either way, I just be, I just be balls out. It's all good. But Ivy's like the same way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's and for me, I, I really enjoy talking sexual yeah. and talking sexual and being that persona on the stage, like you said, and walking off the stage and really mm-hmm. being like, nah, nigga, I really ain't finna suck your dick like that. For real, exactly. Hey, we ain't finna go to the parking lot, no. <laughs> These was jokes, motherfucker. Nah, I ain't really yeah. finna pull my dick out like Plus, that, girl. Plus, if you know? was listening, you would know that I had a type. So, there was actually one guy that did this after, this is like I did uh, one of Warhol and Roman's shows. I did that, I, I think, trivia, LOL. Delirium? Right? Delirium. I did delirium. Ha! Wow. So, there was a guy, and there was a guy in the background, and during one of my sets, uh, this is where I was talking about, I like beards, I like flannel, and he was like, I got you, girl, or some some stupid shit like that, and I was like, gain some fucking weight and we'll talk, sit the fuck, I was like, sit down, <laughs> sit your ass down, and you know, it was it was cool because he ended up like talking to me after the show and stuff like that, I gave them wrong directions to another theater. Don't you hate <laughs> w- that? Welcome to SF, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you do that on accident? No. <laughs> because he, he heckled, like, him and his friends heckled two of the other comedians on there, not in a, they didn't, I mean, they weren't heckling, like, boo, you suck, but they were being way too interactive, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they yeah. weren't letting motherfuckers tell their jokes, and I was just like, nice try, you're not doing that shit to me. Exactly. I was like, gain some fucking weight and we'll talk, like, you gotta be wide exactly. to get on this ride. Exactly, mm. gotta be wide to get on this ride, I like Fuck that. a skinny hipster, So you're dude. talking about, like, 300 pounds you like, or like, two? No, 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 no. 250? I think, I think my, I think my happy medium is, yeah, like, my happy medium is how much, uh, is this a personal question? How much do you weigh? I weigh. <laughs> I, I range anywhere between 212 and 220 right now. Yeah, I think, I That's think maybe. happy medium? I, th- I think so. Hey, you know what's really funny is that. When you were describing that out there, I don't know if you noticed we were cracking up in here. Oh, yeah. And you know, at some certain points times, people do talk on the side. So you might have been thinking, oh, are they laughing at something else? I wasn't sure. Are I they laughing? Like, See, exactly. But we were laughing because he's wearing a flannel sweater. He's wearing jeans. He's got the intricate beard. Um, and the, <laughs> and the only and he's got the glasses. And the only thing is, is that he is basically. What did we say? Like you said, the Seth Rogen. Yeah, but black Seth the, Rogen. Black, the black Seth the Rogen. Black, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so that's what we were talking about. Which I'm I like. like. I'm into that. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you like big girls? I like big girls, and I can't lie, lie. You other brothers can't deny. In your face, you get sprung. Hey, you know what I like? I'm not even gonna lie. Um, now it sucks. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, so here's the illusion of life, right? Like we honestly, all of us are probably guilty of it. Like we're in this real world. Like right now, are we, are we really here or are we dreaming? Like I dream a lot. I fantasize a lot and I, I visualize a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? So in my visual, so when I'm talking on stage and I'll describe like my fat belly should be fitting groovily perfectly inside of another fat guy's back type, Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm, of thing. mm -hmm. And it's nice and snuggly. Like I don't want to like wrap my arms around him and like, you know, have like room. I want him barely to fit. 
it and like have a have a nice big guy but then again in my visions i'm totally like 140 pounds sexy as fuck Mm -hmm. and my dude is like fucking rock hard abs sexy as fuck and we Mm -hmm. work out together all the time Mm -hmm. we meditate all the time we fucking suck each other up all the time yoga you know what i'm saying all Mm -hmm. that crazy shit you Mm -hmm. know and like riding a motorcycle with you know his His sexy body Mm -hmm. like oh just butt naked and just the boots and just fucking with just the boots like hell yeah are we getting damn it where are we going with this i'm sorry guys and and as soon as you wake up (laughs) then you wake up you find out it's the geico lizard nigga <laughs> on, on a motorcycle and a hoverboard. Right. You know, I mean, I could say that we. I could say that I have a type, and it's usually. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's what my eye first catches. But bottom line, like I will be attracted to anybody that wants to fuck me and likes to eat. And is yes. it like completely terrible to look at? You know, what hey, I mean? you might got a new girlfriend, Boone. He is just look. He's just loving you right now. <laughs> he is in love with you right now. I swear, he keep looking you up. Yeah, I think he wants to know if you could cook lumpia. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Hey, she could. I seen her shit. If she got some, some good. Lumpia, I don't know if it's just pictures, no, but I she could, could fucking cook. cook. That shit looks dope as motherfucker. Dude, lumpia and pancet. Oh so, god. So I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm not super good at Filipino food. I'm getting there. I'm getting there because. I have a high ass standard for Filipino food. Like if it's not my dad's, like I'm just like, eh. my mom is even the sort of a close second, mm-hmm. but something that I do like, I, I like, it, I like Italian food. So I cook a lot of Italian food. Yeah, uh, like when brainwash closed down, pour one out for the oh. homie. Oh man. Real brainwash. Dude. Everybody out some bullshit. Yeah. Right when it closed down, I was yeah. so sad that I, I put my out of office message up. <laughs> I cried while smoking a bowl. And then I cooked some fucking spaghetti, um, spaghetti carbonara mm-hmm. because I was just, <laughs> I some fucking comfort food up in this bitch. Dude. Right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Seriously. So, that was but yeah, some right there. That was some. Does anybody know why it closed down? I heard it has something to do with gentrification. Isn't it always gentrification? What the fuck that got to do with that? Now, when you talk about basically gentrification, like, are you talking about the suits are coming in? Is that what you're saying? Basically, they like put pressure on them to sell out. You know what I mean, and all that. And then you know, uh-huh. it's kind of like you know, they put a little finger up in there, and then they kept pushing, it and they were like, okay, okay, you sell it. That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, you know, per se or for real, whatever. Yeah. But that's what I heard. It was like pressure of, you know, they trying to, you know, you see all the building, building yeah. around it. And if you like surrounded by all of this, they want to take it over and do whatever they want to do. With yeah. It. Sort of like the house and up. Yeah. Yeah. And I put it out there. I posted <laughs> up that we should um, all as comedians get together and work with the community to have it um, registered as a landmark. Oh, that's that a would good be idea. Because so many of us, so many of us came through there. Dude, you know? a and, lot. And as soon as I said that, then, you know, the mayor passed away. And that kind of like got in the way. Because, you know, that takes precedence over everything. But we could ride that in and get up in there if we could make a couple of connects. That would be a great idea. Yeah, that's Landmark crazy. that motherfucker. That way they can't change it or they have to build around it yep. and, and work with it. Yep. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Because now that we're in San Francisco and we're, we're discussing San Francisco, brainwash is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um the pedestrians mm-hmm. As we're talking about landmarks and changing things i think we need to change some laws around this bitch like mm-hmm. la la is has like laws where basically if you start walking when it, the timer ticks down then basically you get a ticket thank you i think that these pedestrians need to understand that the only reason why that the people are 
in one block radius for 20 minute time period is because these inconsiderate motherfucking walkers exactly. keep fucking walking like we got places to go exactly. we got places to go granny goose back there pissing her pants because she's been at the same fucking block for 20 goddamn minutes because Seriously. she thought she was gonna get to her place in five minutes but you motherfuckers keep walking across the street and ain't nobody trying to go to jail for life for killing your ass but eventually we're gonna start pressing on our motherfucking gas start killing niggas we need to get a purge day for fucking pedestrians or something see i could tell you you're a left driver oh like, like i me. am i've been driven for left mm. in like three months and for that very reason because it's nothing worse than you got the green light and a motherfucker come just walking out in front of you like you wrong. The other day. You don't even want to know how many people I done hit in this city and kept going. Really? I don't give a fuck. I'm about to keep going. But, if ain't nobody in my car, I'll uh, tell you what. You and the, I don't even uh, care if you live blood on it or what. I'm going to keep going. I saw Especially if it was my life. I saw mirror doing backflips. Oh, my God. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Kept on smashing. Hey, his Tiffany hit bag biker. was all in the air. He had some lingerie and shit fell out. I'm like, nigga, nigga, can't fit your titties anyway. I kept on smashing. Oh, my God. The other day, a lady walked out in the green, right as it was my turn. I was like, oh, shit. And she didn't even look at me and say, like, oh, I'm sorry. She's on the fucking phone. And, right, and I'm looking at her like, bitch. And right as she's at the point where I can go, I almost start to go, but then her fucking kid starts to walk across the street. Like I'm talking like seven years old. And then she doesn't even look back because I rolled, I start to roll my window and I was like, are you fucking serious, bitch? I was like, you got your fucking kid over here walking in green. And then she turns around to grab his hand. Like people are inconsiderate. That's fucked up. The walkers. And I call them walkers. It was just two of them. It was just them two. Did oh, they no, have a puppy? No, no, no. And as soon as as soon as the the guy, the the little boy finished, another dude at the fucking edge almost started to go again. Now my windows are down. I'm like, are you fucking serious, guys? Look, like back the fuck off. A lot of that is on you because you should have hit him because that's ten thousand points you left right there. <laughs> you should have just ran them the fuck over. See, you losing points. You bullshitting. You playing, you playing. Hey, blood, as a Lyft driver, I be seeing hella secret ass ramps. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, oh my God, I want to take that fucking ramp at full speed. But I know it's only sudden death right at the end of that bitch. I'd be like, I don't know where that motherfucking goes right there. But there'd be hella secret ass ramps. Sometimes even in the country, there's just like a random, you know how they have the the trucks that the flatbeds that carry like four or five trucks. Mm -hmm. And now it ain't got no trucks on it. So it's leaning. Mm -hmm. So I want to take that motherfucker and Hell see yeah. how I can do some hazards. Do some hazards, that shit. Yeah. There's whole shit like that. I remember when we were in LA? <laughs> <laughs> when you when you get me on six cups of coffee, <laughs> I promise you, if you're in my lift ride, the first thing I do is I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Sorry, I'm on a lot of coffee right now. <laughs> Oh yeah. I, like, I, I hope they're Indian at that point in time because Indians don't give them. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't drive like this. No, no, Indians don't got no goddamn lines. I'll be saying uh, it right then like, and there. Oh, you're a great driver. I'll be like, oh, you motherfucking Indian. I got a quarter to me, so I got to go. Oh, I'm going to oh. tip you better once we've done it this time. Exactly. Slide. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Just get me there. Just go, go, And go. I like your titties too. Not only will I give you a tip, I will give you a tip also. This one guy told me, he told me, um, you think I'm going to kiss you now? What? Thank you. What the fuck? Are you serious? That's exactly what I said. I said, what the fuck? For what? People don't understand the stories that we have as Lyft drivers. I'm like. I'm talking about, especially on them night shifts, them like them weekend, Friday, Saturday night shifts. It's crazy. I done turned down so many invitations. It's crazy. Yes, yes. I'm talking about the drunk, crazy, four group shit. Come on. 
the prettiest white girl asked me the other night if I wanted to stay the night. She was so pretty. Her and her boyfriend. And she was like, are you Mm. driving all the way home tonight? And nobody really asks you that, like, in a genuine sense. They just go, how long have you been working? Right. You've been working all night? (laughs) You're going to keep working all night? Like, bitch, is it any of your motherfucking business? Are you finna ask me if I could sleep up in your house? Mm. Can I take a duty? Because I've been having to take a shit for about two hours. I can't find no parking anywhere. You can watch my car real quick while I run into the store. Like, can I run upstairs and just use your bed for a couple hours? Use your driveway. Like, are you about to cook me a meal? Like, shut the fuck up with all you people who ask how long we've been driving, what we're doing tonight, how's it going? Just shut, 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 shut. Stop asking your Lyft driver that. Just Just get your ass in and be like, what's up, right? Exactly. But she was like, uh, she was like, but don't you just said you lived hella far, right? And I was like, yeah, I live like a hundred miles from here because it's San Francisco. She's like, oh no, 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 I got an extra bedroom and some dogs that would love to lick your face. That's cool. And so did yes, you say no? And I was like, that is so cute. She was like, I'm so serious. Come have sex with my dogs. Boom! <laughs> the white bitch killed it. I was like, you what? You want me to do what? And she was like, seriously. Come let my dogs have sex with you. And I was like, this. I was like, this is gonna get really kinky. Huh? This is gonna get really fucking freaky up in this. Damn, bitch. Becky. Okay. I was like, I almost want to get out go. that peanut butter. Right. I was like, I almost. <laughs> I keep kissing you. <laughs> oh my goodness. You gotta make it clap. I'm like, I almost want to go with you to see what fucking happens, but bitch, I can't go with you because I got this quota to meet. They got me on this slave train. I got about six more rides to do. And she's like, seriously, you have to come stay with me sometime. And I'm like, I am definitely gonna remember you yeah, and one yeah. night I might be back it doesn't mean I'm gonna do anything freak but I want to witness to see what happens exactly. like what is going to happen sometimes you just gotta see sometimes I like to get myself in those situations where you might have to hop out the window mm-hmm. cause I wanna do a duck and roll and be exactly. like Jackie Chan we got that <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I got stunts. I got nigga, nigga skills you know I mean, so. you said you preparing for the next movie with the rock exactly that's what you doing exactly exactly you do it yo way. I'm gonna go see that new movie did you see the Jumanji one uh, Did you I, see the preview for it? I saw the preview, but I haven't seen the movie. Okay, yeah, no, of course you haven't seen it, but that looks so amazing. The fact that they're like themselves and they hop in and they're other people. That, that well, part see, is I can't so see funny. it because my cousin, he got the bootleg um, director's cut. I don't mind when people are walking in front of me in front of movies. It's I'll watch that too, shit, though. right? It's crispy, though, the director's cut. Right? right I like right. the director's cut. Like, I, like earlier today, I was working from home and I was watching uh, I was watching Boys in the Hood. And <laughs> I, I didn't want to pay. Like, I, found, I found a copy. I found a copy like on YouTube, but then it cut it off like right when, uh, you know, Doughboy is about to like turn and walk back and pour, you know, he pours out the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I like to see the credits. I like to see like fucking, you know, the, the word dialogue on that shit because okay, another fun fact, uh, my son's father, I was not married to him, but my son's father who I'm still friends with, he's a cinematographer. So like when I, oh. so when I watch like movies and things like that, like he actually did the camera work for uh for two shorts blow the whistle video uh, i remember because that fool was sick for two weeks when he got home yeah. what's my favorite word oh, wait, wait no you have to go back 
<laughs> yes. You just said that nigga was sick for two weeks when he got home. Yeah. That means he got hella pussy. <laughs> he got hella dirty he pussy. Hydrated. He was whatever, whatever he needed. Whatever he, he got. Was like, he was like, what's my favorite word? Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> he, he had the flu and shit. It was ridiculous. But yeah, like because of that, I pay attention to the credits. And so I was like, why? Where can I watch like just the credits? And so there was actually a seriously. If you go on, if you go on YouTube, there's yeah. actually yeah, there's actually there's a, thing. a section. There's a thing that says uh, <laughs> on, there's a thing on YouTube that says uh, "Boys in the Hood" last scene. And I should have known that it was not going to be what I was looking for because they spelled the word "scene" s e e n. So it's uh. so I click play and it's literally this dude like holding the camera in front of his TV. Last like, scene. Last scene. <laughs> like well, he ain't never lied. <laughs> It probably had hella views too, huh? Yeah, it did. Hella funny. So he was like, I'm getting paid. Ah! All right, right. I was so distracted. I was just like, well, fucker, what is this? Oh, my Damn, goodness. I might just have to buy the bullet and hey, buy it. Speaking of Boys in the Hood, Doughboy, yep. uh, I, I actually, Ice Cube, when you finally open those goddamn messages. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm telling you motherfuckers. Okay, Jamie Foxx, uh, Ice Cube, Kevin Hart. Uh, who else is it? Uh, there's a few motherfuckers that I hit up religiously about every week. What's up, motherfucker? You ready for me in a movie? Mm-hmm. Like Jamie Foxx, I'd be like, you following the wrong motherfucking comedian, dude. Mm-hmm. You supposed to be following me. Why you got this other motherfucker out there in L.A.? Seriously. Like, I'll be hitting them up, and I'll, I'll be watching their uh, Instagram live, mm-hmm. and I'll start talking to Jamie in there. What's up, boo? How you doing? Like, you ready to come pick me up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come get me, nigga. I'll throw my phone. I'll throw my phone number out there. And then at one point in time, he looks. He was like, "You beautiful," and because he uh-huh. said "broke bitch," because he said "you beautiful." Uh-huh. And he stopped. I was like, "I was like, oh, you see me now, okay?" Uh-huh. I finally, and then I'm, and everybody else is like, "Oh, Jamie, this and that." I'm like, "I finally got your attention." <laughs> Come get me, nigga. Come get me, like, like this. Just I'm not even playing. Hey, didn't somebody, work. Didn't somebody DM you once? That was Morris, uh, Morris Chestnut. Chestnut. I was oh. just like, but it wasn't Morris Chestnut. It was because it was, I yes. had Team Broke Bitch investigate. Thank you, Team Broke Bitch. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they found out that it was not an official. Oh. It was because you know how they have like the, the official check. Yeah. yeah. So what? So how? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. How the fuck are you out there creating Instagrams on fake ass motherfuckers? Ain't that cool? Like that's Catfishing. so weird. That's yeah. so weird. Like yeah, what is your motive? What is, what are you gonna do when that I ain't per- even catfish that's tilapia right there dude that's some fake ass shit right that's there that's some bass right there that's you ain't finna eat that tilapia. shit frozen fucking skinless shit yeah, like, bootleg tilapia right you is <laughs> not eating that shit like nigga how the fuck you gonna use another motherfucker's name like, to try is, to get some pussy and right. what is the yeah what that's is the sad. objective are you trying to get me ultimately to meet you up somewhere yeah and then like you're this big fat white guy and you're like hey you're not Morris Chestnut but let's fuck anyway exactly like you just Catfish, dude. The next time you're in my neck of the woods and I don't have my kid, like we should just like smoke and then watch a whole fucking, uh, a whole like fucking marathon of catfish, dude. I've seen that shit. And oh, you've seen it? Okay. Yeah, and I actually I'm starting to believe it's like my ex or something. Remember, like, you remember that? my ex keeps doing like I feel like crazy things are happening. Like, nah. uh, are you guys getting hit up with a lot of people that are like the females that are like, yeah, watch I, my free I their free videos and their porn and shit? Oh, and I I like, bitch. 
Oh, I just put the message up. Bitch, stop fucking messaging me and sending me friend requests. All these different bitches. We know that ain't you. We know that ain't your picture. Seriously. You know, like, it's not free. We're going to have to put our credit card in somewhere. This yeah, is a exactly. scam. Stop this is a scam. Shit. But, you know, obviously, one of a hundred, they probably do get their money. But then you look at their friend list. It's always the same. It's the same shit. They send you this shit. Look at my pussy pictures, blah, blah, blah. And then they got, like, 22 friends. Of course. Yep. You know, that's the magic number. It's like 22 friends. I'm like, bitch, if you ain't got at least 200 friends, I ain't fucking with you. Exactly. Right, or right, I, right. unless I didn't met you in person. Right. But to kind of swing it back, I keep messaging these motherfuckers and to get it into Ice Cube. Yeah. The, supposedly they have that last Friday movie they going to do. Right. Oh, they, they got, got that last Friday. Now I'm trying to tell Ice Cube. No, nigga, we ain't done yet. You ain't got me. I'm on the last Friday one, okay? I'm on the official last one. So if he doesn't allow me to be in that circle in a substantial amount of time, he might have a bitch coming up in there, like, on that, you know, uh, what's it called? Production, producing, you know, making your movie status and having my own version of whatever. You know what I'm saying? I got movies in my head. I got videos in my head. I got a lot of shit. But I need